Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and our show today is presenting Pet Psychic Amina. And I want to say in advance that there is a major storm where I am 60 mile an hour winds. So if we disappear, that's what's going on. Amina will continue with the show as long as the technology holds up. So let's welcome Pet Psychic Amina to the program. Yay. Hello. I could say I blew in. <laughs> Yes, it's quite something that's going on here, but I'm really excited to, to speak with you today and understand more about what we can learn to treat our pets as though they are actual living beings that will be here for possibly 10, 15, 18 years, depending. So before we get started with that, Amina, I'd love to have you share for people joining us. We have a new radio station, TuneIn Radio. Who are you and what do you do? You are on mute. Here we go. My computer says I'm loud. So Pet Psychic wraps it in a nice, neat pile. But what I can do and what I can help with is so much more diverse and detailed to the person I'm working with and their pets. I have a gift for people and pets that have died. I, I talk to them all the time. And so I have no fear of that because I understand it. If you are dealing with an animal that you don't know if you're having to make that ultimate decision, if they are ready to go or not, some of our bodies are very stubborn. I'm going to talk about the choices and let you have free will, but at least you'll have somebody to bounce that idea off. Is there an injury? Is it time to go to the vet? Having been a certified vet assistant working in a vet clinic, I can help you with, okay, this is something you can bandage at home. This is something you need to watch. This is something you need to go immediately. There are stages just like with us where we can get care. I am also a trained trainer and I tested all these things out and learned how to train with a wild puppy German shepherd with two. I had two small children under the age of four and I had this German shepherd, which was probably the same age because he was only a couple of years when he was dropped off. And technically they lived in the house. They moved away. And they left the dog in the yard as a puppy with a septic tank of 60 feet uh, down and wide. Uh, it was it was a huge hole and all his balls were there. But luckily he wasn't. And you need to know what you're getting into. I need to know as much as of his history. He'd never walked on a leash. And we had to do that immediately when we picked him up. So, you know, you get to talk to somebody who has lived the choices that you might be living and would gladly share my experience and listen to yours because all of us are going to go through something very personal 
and very singularly to ourselves in subtle ways that you might not see. And I'm all for the dollar store and coming up with really creative. If you know what the MacGyver way to do it is, that dates you too. And that's okay because I'm going to come up with some really MacGyver ways that we can do it inexpensively. Try it because not all techniques work for all pets or all people. Thank you, Amina. Uh, I'd love for you to share some of your life hacks that we can go to the dollar store and purchase some things. You've shared some cool ways of training your pets. Uh, I think you mentioned aluminum foil one time. Maybe there was yes. some tape. I'm not sure. So I'd love to hear more about that. Well, the aluminum foil specifically, I I had had cats almost the entire my entire life. Even in college, I adopted a, a, a stray kitten. Eventually, even cats you've had a while, and, and your children will do this. I promise you, you don't have children yet. They will figure out a way to break a rule that has been a rule for like your whole or their whole existence. So we moved into a house. We lived there for five or 10 years, total 10 years, but we were probably five years in and they had these beautiful marble counters. They'd actually just put them in. So our cats decided, now we had a U-shaped uh, kitchen. So the sink was at the end and then the stove's on one side and the counter's on the other. So a very long barstool type ca uh, counter, two sides. And all of a sudden we found cat paws and bitten bread through the plastic. And I was cooling some brownies one day and there was a squishy toe mark <laughs> in the, I'm wondering if they burned it. So all of a sudden we've got our two mature cats and they are one, one specifically, the other one was following in, was starting to jump on the counter. And like every pet owner, I'm trying everything. I moved all the food off, moved all the counter, but then I walk in and they're laying on the counter now and just sitting and laying there. And I'm thinking, no, 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 but no feet, no feet. Think about where your cat's feet are. If you say, oh, what, what does it matter? They're, they're indoor cats or they're clean. They always clean their feet. First of all, they're in a litter box all the time and they step in their poop and then they lick their feet. Is that completely sanitary? No, 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 that that's not. It should not be around food. Litter boxes should never be around food and animals should be really monitored. So if they're going to sit down and their tail's going to move, their bottom, whole bottom is on the counter and you're not seeing these things. So do, um, I, I am a registered first responder. So seeing bacteria to transfer over and seeing bandaging that needs to happen is part of my training. And it was easy because it is part of my personality also. I like things clean. So I don't want cat paws or dog paws where we're serving or creating even more so food. So we tried lots of different things. What we came to is foil. We I, I scrunched the foil up so it had some bumpy starts, which gives a little bit of a sharp tinge to it. Doesn't cut their feet. It because once they jump up there, they jump right back off. What cats don't like what they will not tolerate and they will be very careful around is unstable ground. If it's a tree, if it's a leaf pile, if it's uh, off a box, they are going to measure what they feel is safe and secure that they can jump down on and they're not going to get injured, hurt. Because think about it, these animals were all wild at one point and they'll come from a wild 
animal, they don't lose those instincts to protect their health, to protect their well-being. So if they're going to jump someplace, they're going to make sure that that place isn't going to slip right out of them. There's no doctors to reset their bones. And the foil worked. Now, I had to tape down in places with just a little scotch tape underneath to get it going. And it took some time. We had to really do it on an off basis because if I did it every 10 to 2 or if I did it every Monday, Wednesday, but none of the other days, then they would figure that out. They're very smart. They're, they're very smart. So you need to think outside the box with some training. That is one of my hacks is I used foil. Anything that was noisy and a tad little uncomfortable to jump on, that's what foil accomplished. What a great tip, Amina. What a great tip. And as you stop speaking, the sun came out. It's amazing. Yay. 60 mile <laughs> rain. It's oh, metaphorical. <laughs> it really is. It's incredible. So that was a great tip. Uh, what about some tips for people who are living in a maybe a one room? Maybe they're living in an apartment. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe they're living in a high rise and maybe there's bad weather and they don't want to have to walk their pet. Uh, is there something they can set up inside their home that the pet can? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen people who are uh, one person specifically. Uh, she, I worked with her uh, extensively. She had a puppy that she was uh, bringing into her practice of therapy. She, she does therapy for people. And so she wants to have a therapy dog, a part of the practice. So she went and got an allergy free dog, you know, uh, a Bichon Frigé is what she went with. And, but she was still in her master's program. So she had to go to work and school part times and she didn't have it. She was in a condo. So she didn't have a yard that she trusted this, this very expensive dog to be out in. So what you can get now is fake grass. And, and it comes like carpeting. You get, you get whatever size you need. And again, Google this, look it up on Amazon or wherever you want to shop internationally. And, or sometimes you'll see it at stores like Costco. We'll have specials for these kind of things, but they're very specialized. So look out there on the internet, but she bought fake grass and what it had, it had, uh, if you can see my hands, it had a base that was like the sandbox of a litter box. It's just plastic. All the urine. Now the feces, of course, stayed on the top, but all the urine went down into this reservoir. It's not very deep, so you have to clean it every single day. That's not the idea of the grass to be the only source, because you should be walking your puppies. You should be walking your dogs, even the small ones. Now, as long as your vaccines are up, I'm going to give that warning, and the vet has given you clearance because small, small, small puppies shouldn't be necessarily in public until their vaccines are intact and you don't want to risk that. But they sell these great plastic pieces of grass that you go out, hose it off, put it in again, hose it off. And I think what she did is she had two. So one could go outside, get the sun, will sanitize it after she's washed it. Remember what you're washing with. If you're going to wash with soap, it's a great idea. Do not use Comet bleach is fine as long as you rinse it really thoroughly, but none of the Ajax, Comic, Comet, or anything like that. Ivory soap, not the flowered kind or the green kind, which is a different brand, but ivory soap is neutral, pH neutral. I get a lot of rashes on my face, so I have been using ivory soap for years and years and years, 
it's just it's cleans it cuts the grease but it's neutral you can use these things on your pets now if you go to ivory liquid it's a different modality so you need to check make sure they don't have any hundreds of dyes and colors and scents that's where we really get into trouble with allergies and again remember i'm giving you broad pieces of information not the minute little details that you need to check with your vet. You need to check with a skin doctor, all of these other professionals. I'm just trying to start the conversation in your mind and say, okay, crinkled paper didn't work. What else can I try? Foil didn't work. What else can I try? I want to tip your mind into go walk the dollar store, literally, and see what you can come up with that is crackly. The packages that they put toys in, you know, little plastic ones or a little card in the back and you pull it off and a little ball comes out or jacks or whatever you're going to play. You could put those around because that when you step on the plastic, you know, leaving the cardboard attached if you can, because then you can attach it to something. It makes noise and it's very uncomfortable to step on, but no one got hurt and no one ate anything that they shouldn't. More excellent tips. Thank you. What about uh, we live close by someone, another home is right next door, we live in an apartment or whatever it is, and our dog loves to bark, just loves it, <laughs> loves to bark, or our bird loves yes. to sing, and our neighbors don't like it so much. This is one of, I think, one of the hardest thing all of us trainers deal with because it's so personal, and we've all met humans that we don't want to talk to again <laughs> because their, their accent or the way they deliver a sentence. I, I've had people that I'm like, what? <laughs> or or for, for some people, it's every third word is a cuss word. And I'm like, you know, that's not English, right? <laughs> just and, and you could be very expressive by, by saying it was very big and said it was blah, 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 blank, blank, big. Right. So your dogs and your cats and your ferrets and everything else you want at home um, are going to have that individual behavior. I really want to push this home with everybody. Everything that is a conscious mind, like people and nature, animals, I'm not talking plants, I'm not talking insects, carnivores, herbivores, whatever they are, elephants, all of them have a will of their own. They have how they were made up and then the decisions they make. So we cannot all say, white people all smoke. That's not true, I don't smoke. I'm not the only one who doesn't. So, and all, 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 all Indians uh, sit in front of fires. No, that, that's not a thing. You can't say that with dogs. All uh, German shepherds are mean and aggressive. I've seen them growl. Hmm. I've seen them growl too, but there's usually a reason. Always, animals are pretty clear if you're listening, if you're watching their body language, because they are going to speak through their body language first. If you truly want to know your pet, watch them. Sit down. Pretend you're watching television. Watch your pet. Even if it's a hedgehog, even if it's a squirrel or a lizard, you're going to learn so much. 
if you have fish, how many of us have fish in a fish tank? Because we like to watch them. They're like better TV or it's very soothing. It's very calming. You add the new plants that are live and you, 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 you manage those live plants the same as you do the ones out in your yard. Because otherwise you lose those precious fish, lizards, iguanas, whatever you're doing. So you have to know the material you're working with. If you've got a barking neighbor, first of all, that's really tough because you don't have any control. But if you have the barking dog, let's talk about that. There are a ton of trainers out there. And I have not the miracle thing that this always works. Nope, I've been frustrated with you. Now, my dogs didn't do that. We, we played with them a lot even though they were outside full time. And we, I, again, I had small children. They were running around with these dogs. The dogs were running around. If a dog's barking a lot, there are a number of reasons. Barking is an alarm. Barking is a conversation, part, part of the conversation. Their, their ears, their tail, and their body are also things. So find out why. Why are they barking? They're bored because you never spend any time with them or take them for a walk or anything. When I couldn't walk, I rode my bike with my dog. I happened to have got a lung infection. And guess what? I had to take those deep breaths. And he really saved me because he kept looking at me like, please, please, I'm only three and I need to go for a walk. So it was easier to get on a bike than it was for me to go on these really long walks. And we did wonderful. There's a whole nother story that goes with that, that I eventually actually started competing with him because I, I got so strong. If your animal's barking, acting up in any way, there's a, there's a, a, a before and an after, and not in that order, a before, during, and after. Do your homework. Watch what's happening. If it is something about they're not getting enough exercise, isn't that why a lot of people talk too much? too fast because they haven't seen anybody in three days, your animals are going to be the same. They want time with you. Don't get animals if you don't have time because you need to have time to do this well and show the love and the commitment that they are so willing to give. Find out, do your homework. Most, not all, are trying to tell you something. I need more time. I am sick. I am injured. There's a squirrel that I think is going to attack your apricots that you love. They won't bark for all of those reasons. They will bark for intruders. But here's the next thing about barking. There's a tone. If it's anger and fast and aggressive, something is alarming them. And they're trying to alarm you because you're part of the pack. You're the pack leader, I hope. If it is more calm and annoying, as far as us people going, oh, that's just so annoying. Maybe it's a squirrel in the yard that he doesn't think the squirrel should be along there. Maybe it's somebody who's getting too close to the fence and he feels that they or she feels they don't, he don't belong there. This is what you and I as pet owners are obligated to learn. What does it mean when they bark? And what does the tone sound like? is part of what does it mean? And it's our job to learn that. It's part of parenting. I love these tips that you're sharing. What if we have the best intentions 
and we do all of our work in advance. And then we find that our life has changed in some way. Maybe we have a new job or we are forced to move somewhere and they don't allow pets. What can we do that's humane, uh, even though this is part of our family, but we might not be able to take them with us? And, and this happens. This, this happens um, to many, many, many people. That is how we adopted our German Shepherd. And their response was they put the house up for sale and left the dog in the back with a 16-foot hole. That, that's not an answer, by the way. <laughs> that was where the septic tank was taken out when the city moved the house to indoor plumbing. Not indoor plumbing, but underground plumbing. Wouldn't that have been fun? <laughs> indoor plumbing in 1980. <laughs> Yay for us. Um, that that's not a choice. The shelters are there for your support. The shelters are there to help you through this transition. You do not need to do this alone. Yes, I have had to make this decision. I am not talking. Oh, I wonder if it would be hard. No, no, it was really hard. It was a really hard decision, but it was also the right one for me. And you might be faced with the same thing is you love them, you train them, you love them, but then life crashes and burns. I mean, what if you were one of the people that during the pandemic, you lost your job, which means you lost your house and you're one of the people living in a trailer and you have a 60 pound dog. If you have a 16 pound dog, well, I could see that might fit under the table if you have a camper, but what if you can't even feed yourself? That's what the shelters are for. And that's how they got completely overrun by the beginning and the middle of the pandemic. And what I, I want to encourage you, please, this is the hardest thing. And I speak from my own heart that I was so ashamed of this. I couldn't talk about it for years and years because of what I knew and what I had and, and all the things that was going on. But when I thought about, think about it logically, and I want you to learn from all of, all of us have had times we've done things like, wow, I could have done that a lot better. But I knew that Jake was his name and I needed to give Jake up because my life had turned upside down. House was going, kids needed me and my daughters needed to be my priority. And there was no time or money left. I had to go back to work full time, all of these things got in, in the way. Um, our, our other shepherd had died by this time and that was a puppy. That's a whole nother conversation was born with all kinds of medical issues, even though they said he was healthy and the, the next checkup wasn't. So it was one of the most heart wrenching things I had to do was take this, this dog to the shelter, walk there, hand the leash over and walk by but when I walked out, I knew I'd put him somewhere safe because I'd worked with this shelter for years. And I prayed that he would get adopted quickly because he was still fairly young. But it is really hard. But you, what's the choice? Let him run free in the freeway or in the highway and let him get hit? No, the responsible thing is, and I did put an ad in to see if he could get adopted. But we were changing houses so quickly and schools so quickly that time was not on our side. I'm talking under four weeks by the time I had to have everything moved, get the girls and I moved and get the, now our, our other shepherd had already passed and we had a cat and that one could be there, but we could not have a dog. We were going to a place where we had no yard. 
and no uh, so ability to have them. Yeah, it's hard. And you went through your hardship with your, your three. It doesn't matter if you're, I think giving it up was harder because death, I understand probably because of who I am. And I've talked to so many people who have died and you know, everybody's going to die at one point, but still talking to you, Dr. Jacqueline, death was really hard for you. It is really hard for everybody. So it, it doesn't discount that I had to make a choice and you didn't ha have even a vote <laughs> in it. So everybody, what I'm trying to say is don't judge everybody for the choices they made, support them where they're at. And if you can't understand, just say, you know what? That's something I just can't go down that road with you. I'd like to be friends with you or we are going to have this relationship, but there can be guidelines to keep both people healthy in the relationship and still have that friendship. So um, now, are there any places where they have some type of intermittent support? So maybe you need a couple of months to get on your feet or get acclimated to wherever you're going. Maybe you've had a health issue. Is there anything like that? There are some shelters and you'll need to look in, everybody needs to look in their area. They'll sometimes be the private ones. Sometimes they'll be the city ones or the county ones. We have all of those here with this larger community and they will be able to keep your pet for X amount of months. There's some places I know uh, that try that the person wants to say, I can feed them, but I can't house them because I'm homeless right now or that type of stuff. Most, most city and county shelters will not even will not let you do that they of course will let you come visit that they're, they're a public place so of course they're going to come let you come visit but they're not going to necessarily have you keep ownership because the liability there for vaccines shots somebody broke a leg blah 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 what you might have to do legally for both entities is turn over the custody of the animal to the shelter but that you have first right of refusal. If you understand this is also used in real estate. So you put in the first offer on a house and then three other offers come. Well, that you put in the first one. So you have the first right to say, no, I've changed my mind. I'm out. Well, I'm hoping that especially the private shelters will try to work with you in that way of saying, hey, you were here first. This is your pet. We have a really great family. And sometimes I know with the homeless community, they will come and meet the family that wants to adopt their pet. And that really helps the transition a great deal. And that previous owner can share many things, that stories, and it'll help that transition of loss. Sometimes when we don't have a job and we don't have a house ourselves, trying to take care of another life, be it your own children or a fuzzy child, is almost completely impossible because you're not even able to care for yourself. And that's where the shelters really become valuable. And you have to remember, all else, do what's best for the pet. Please do what's best for the pet, but you'll find you'll live longer and calmer and and just a whole person because we didn't take that selfish road, which might seem e easy, but then what? One day you're not there and you got picked up or you were incarcerated or 
God forbid you've passed. Now we have another animal on the streets trying to survive. And there's just not enough squirrels. There's not. If we keep letting all our pets go, we'll decimate the native population of birds, squirrels, coyotes, raccoons, everything. That's why we would like you to have your pets indoors, not dogs. I'm talking about dogs you can walk in and out, have a good yard for them because the bigger dogs really need that yard. But cats, that's why so many of us are trying to get everybody to keep their cats indoors. The bird population specifically is just being decimated by the pet cat because they're all out there and they're hunters and that's what they do. I'm not asking you not to make the cow, you know, the cats do what they don't. But if we're going to breed this many, and we're going to take on this many lives, then we need to support them all the way around. And that means their diet. That means their diet. Because, uh, and that's why I know when we had outdoor cats, I put bells on them. <laughs> I would put a bell up. So they couldn't, they, so the birds heard them coming. You come up a tree. I don't know how you get rid of the bell. So that was the only way I, uh, years ago, let an, my cats be outdoor. Because they had been grown up in outdoors when I had adopted. And I made that Very mistake because again, I wasn't educated. I was just getting my education. And I thought, I don't want them to eat the birds. And I, I don't know if anybody's had a gift come home. <laughs> I have had a gift come home. And I'm like, who put the dead bird in the hallway? And I'm looking at the cat going, you, huh? <laughs> yeah, look at it, mom. Yum, you want a bite? No, no, I don't want that either. So please, if you really feel so strongly and there's animals that just won't stay in the house. Again, personality. They have the right to the personality. If you have one of those, put a bell on their collar. Put a bell on their collar. And they sell them that way. And and put and if you put ones that are reflective, even better. And what's the reflection for, Dr. Jacqueline? Come on, you know. I know you know. For cars to see them you at night? Have, yes. For cars to see them at night with the reflection. It do is I get so a prize? Surprise? Yes, you do. Blowing <laughs> you kisses <laughs> from California, well, I, Florida. There you go. <laughs> I have a. I'm in New Jersey now, but it's, so oh, I have a question you for you. All over. <laughs> it's uh, so where I am. There's actually an outdoor cat pop population that lives yeah. under the boardwalk. I'm mm. personally allergic to cats, but I see that they're now little kittens, and oh. I'm wondering. Uh, I don't know how this whole thing happened. I guess somebody left their cat, and the cat became. Stray and one person leaves them, then another person leaves them, then there's three, then there's three cats. Two cats alone in one season can have, let's be conservative, five new kittens. And then those five kittens find partners, and now we've got 15 cats, and then we've got 25, and that's in three years. That's in three years. That's with bare minimum of birth if they didn't have 10 or 12. And, and just think if they would have just spayed or neutered. And then drop them. Not really, you know, but let's go wor worst scenario case. And they and that's why the shelters are so adamant about spaying and neutering every pet they get. Every single pet. Because they don't know the tragedies that are going to happen in your house or the cat runs away. I've seen animals literally run away from their owners because they were horrific owners. And these cats show up at kind people's places and other places they feel safe. So it, it's not it's not just us neglecting them, but also there's bad owners. I, I know that there's there's bad dogs, too. But most of the time it's our fault. We've done something or taught something or 
brought in an energy where you've got a dog that's just terrified for you all the time. So he's aggressive with everybody, but usually the person's sick or unbalanced. And that can mean mental illness. That can mean unconfident. That can mean whatever it manifests in your body. But a pack animal like a dog needs leadership. Now, I didn't say mean. I didn't say dictator. I said leadership. So really understand the choice of my words is specific. Nobody needs a dictator. No, nobody. <laughs> I don't think anybody in the entire world needs one. We should work together as a pack. Yes, you'll be the alpha. You'll be the pack leader. That's where you should be. Even in the cats, they will recognize going, okay, we have three now. We have three cats now. Never, never planned that ever. But everybody knows that my daughter and I are in charge. And Jackson is specifically devoted to my daughter because that's her cat. And she's had him since he was a very sick baby. So he kind of ignores me, but he goes, yeah, I know. Mom would say the same thing, so I'll do it. Because <laughs> I try to keep her same rules intact. None of the cats are allowed to touch the furniture with their nails, ever. And let me give you all, guys, a very cheap, itty things. And I've said this before. We, I have a lazy boy. I love this lazy boy. It's the brand. It's the rocker. I'll sit in it every day, every night. Just love it. Once in a while, the cats will come back at it and say, oh, this will make a great scratching, even though we have three scratch trees. And what I do is I take box tape, just plain old box tape, clear box tape. They make a brand one, too. That's fine. Whatever color you have, but box tape. And I put it around at the level where their claws can reach this back is where they love the back of the chair. And I tape it all up. So what happens is when the cats go to put their nails on, it's not stable. It sticks to them a little, but not enough that it pulls off, that I have to do it over and over and over. And it crinkles and they're like, no, 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 this, this is not fun. <laughs> they want to stretch their nails. Well, they don't want to stick it into something sticky that comes off. So I leave it on for a couple of months, even after they get it after a couple of weeks. Now, now it's a couple of days if I have to do it again. Sometimes they need a refresher course. We had to put it on last year with one of the cats trying it again, seeing if I, they could do it. And they hate it. Jumping on counters, make the counter unstable. And I don't mean rebuild the counter, but that's why you put the foil up top because it's crinkly. It spikes their little feet without hurting them, but it makes a lot of noise. And they like, oh, what? and it's slippery. It'll come off the counter with them. So sometimes you might want to roll a piece of tape underneath if you do it at night where you can't monitor that. These are simple, simple things that you have around the house that can help you train your pet. And we'll do a whole bunch of episodes and we'll, we'll talk about training and I'll get your questions, what you're dealing with. Because taking food off the tables, taking food off the counters, whatever you have, this is not safe. And it's not healthy. Every vet on the planet will tell you, yeah, limit, no people food. If you've looked at macaroni and cheese alone or the things we saute food in, half of that is not good for your pets to eat at all. I have so. a question for you. Mm -hmm. uh, one of our team members had an experience where a family member fed her little loved one's dog's grapes. And she said that that is something that's really whole. Yes. Mm. Well, firstly, the size is, is no, 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 no. Now you need to check with your vet on the type of pet you have, because some breeds, some types, and I don't have that list on the tip of my head, cannot digest grapes. 
So there's one thing. But on the whole, especially if you're going to go with a smaller animal, you're going to go with a smaller dog anywhere 30 pounds and down and or a cat. Have you ever fed a grape or wanted to feed a grape to somebody who's five years old or under? Child, human. Yeah, that's not a good idea either. They'll choke on it. How many mm-hmm. pediatricians will tell you they'll choke on it? So here's a fast guideline. If it'll kill your child or possibly kill your human child, don't give it to your furry one. <laughs> now, peanut butter is great. So many children are, are allergic to peanut butter now because it came out of the diet, I suppose. Now, at my house, it was a staple. It was, it was easy. Everybody had it. Everybody ate it. It was super easy, and we ate a lot of other things. So I'm really glad for that. Peanut butter is a wonderful training tool. Dogs love peanut butter. Don't get the nutty kind. They don't care about the nuts. (laughs) But some children are. So again, maybe if you gave your child a little bit of peanut butter on their tip, check with your pediatrician. This is what they do. This is their expertise. I'm not a pediatrician. But if you're going to introduce peanut butter to your cat or dog or cheese whiz, I'll explain that in a minute because cheese whiz is just a giant jar of crap. (laughs) But your peanut butter is peanuts, ground, and with the oil is great, and they will love it. But what you're trying to do with these kinds of treats, and cheese whiz is one of them, is get their attention to teach a concept. It is not food. It is not a reward for anything but a teeny tiny fingerful. And I mean there's no hole in my finger. So just the tip of your finger. It's to get them to look at you, to get them to earn a concept. You can do that with when you're trying to teach a little wiggly puppy, something new, like sit. I would take something like a little piece of hot dog, of course, been cut into fourths. So teeny tiny little piece, but they can smell it. And I'll pull it over their head. And what, guess what happens to their butt? Whoop, goes down. Treat goes in. That's the beginning of learning to sit on command. And then the treat goes away. The love, the happiness, the glee about what you're doing stays because that's the healthy way to be loved. Not by food, not by gifts. Our our cats love when we bring new toys in, but we also just use things around the house. Dr. Jacqueline, do you can you guess? What my cat's favorite, all three of them, and every cat we've ever had, which is like nine now, <laughs> I've lost count, is their favorite toy. I bet you could guess. Favorite is toy. Multiple, is this multiple choice? <laughs> I think it's yes, either. Yes, would you like it to be? Lisa, a towel roll or a, a paper towel roll or a toilet paper roll? Rollers are good. They're very fun. It's easier to cut them for cats. But they're very, um, they look at them after a while and go, and what What else does it do? So, so it's, down, right it's in the top five, but probably the fifth. Okay, survey number says number four <laughs> is a plastic fish. No. No. And no. you have Let me put guesses. it this way. Technically, you buy it. But reality is, it kind of comes with what you buy. <laughs> I wish I knew tongue twisters or something or whatever those 
brain twister things, but that's my best brain twister I can give you. Come on. You uh, can do plastic it. bag? With, with a pet? Sh that's should, a bad should, idea. Should I give you a big bad star? That's <laughs> they bad. They don't joke. It's too, <laughs> too bad. Okay, I'm not getting any more ding, pets. Ding, ding, ding. No, no plastic bags. Thank you for bringing that up. I know I set you up to bring that up. I, I will tell everybody it was a plan. Plastic bags. <laughs> are bad, bad, because just think about a kid and the refrigerator. We grew up where children, stupid children, grew up and got in refrigerators that couldn't open from the inside because people would dump them in fields. So plastic bag, refrigerator killing children, plastic bag killing pets. Here's that, is that gross enough? Yes, and in the state of New Jersey, they've banned plastic bags, so. I, I hope they do it everywhere because yeah, we they... now have only recyclable type plastics mm or the paper kind, if mm -hmm. you need a bag, they, they will still provide it for you. But like we, we buy the reusable ones and I use it for everything. I'm going to go to a friend's. I got my books. I got my, you know, things we're going to talk about or whatever in those bags. Right. They come all different ways. Okay. Back. Wait, to let's the, go back uh, to the quiz. Back, all right. Give me multiple choice. Multiple choice. Multiple choice. Do, 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 do. So, so what are we, what are we doing? Are we doing the worst or the best? Treat? So just give me multiple choice about what it is that cats like to play with that is in your home, but you it comes with something you purchase. I don't have, Oh, I have one handy. I have one okay. Handy. Okay. Okay. Can you, can you hear this? Yes. And what does that sound? Maybe there was a game show like this. What does that sound? And you can see the, the hands sounds of the. Uh, what is that? R. It starts with an R. Oh, a stumpter. This is oh, my twenty-sixth show. Oh, receipt. Okay. <laughs> receipt. receipt. Any kind of receipt. Any kind of receipt. This should probably be Lowe's. I kind of live at Lowe's lately. Um, I love the plants. Anyways, but look what I did. Even with my bad hands, I, I'm edible. And I'm surprised I haven't got four cats. They're all probably upstairs sleeping because they would hear me. So I am on a tile floor. It is the fun, most fun. They bat it around. It runs every direction. It never goes straight. They love it. Oh. Ours will pick it up from the carpet, bring it back to the tile and hit it. And do and so they're self-guided games. You don't just have to. And some will bring it back to you. We have one cat will bring it back to us, and because the carpet it goes less, but it's free. Technically, you bought it, but it's kind of free. <laughs> and they last forever. And when we moved out of our last house about whatever now five years ago, oh my gosh, we've had so many receipts hiding under couches because. <laughs> they get they get lost after a while luckily we buy things and you get more it's an but, it's a new toy it's an endless supply of toys when you go purchase and, something and guess from what it smells like they love it when it's first back from the store because the cashier has touched it and then we've touched it and we put it in a box of something maybe or it's in a bag of something so the bag gets to stay but the receipts, we come in and we're taking papers out or ripping a receipt off of something that somebody like taped it on. You got three cats in our house all coming over. Me, me, 
Me? <laughs> it sounds like a great system you've put in place, Am, and I love it. And it's a great and idea for people out there. It's positive. It's, Look how much is. fun I am having to tell you about it. You bring that positive energy into your life. Who yes. dies of cancer this way? Nobody. It's just about smiling, educating, entertaining, and you've been doing all of that today. So I thank you thank for that. We are actually at the end of our show for today. So I'd love to spotlight you. And just again, just a word of wisdom for pet owners and then how to reach you. A word of wisdom. If I had one word for today, it is accept the unconditional love that a pet will give you by giving unconditional love back. It doesn't mean we don't have arguments and disagreements and don't throw up on the, on the dining room table, <laughs> but we can love each other for the bad days and the good days because animals truly love unconditionally. And that's the least we can do in return. And it'll you'll live so much longer and so much happier. Thanks everybody for coming. Thank you so much, Am. Um, and I have a beautiful weekend. I look forward I to seeing you again. You right. too. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, everyone, it's the end of another week here at USA Global TV and Radio. It happens to be my mother's birthday, which is extra special. And I'm looking forward to being back with you next week. In the interim, please do take care of yourselves. Please do eat right, get your sleep, drink your water, and be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. I say this over and over again. It all starts with listening, just being totally present and listening to someone and making sure that they know that you hear them, that you're saying to them, I have a safe place for you to share whatever it is you want to share with me. So until then, I'll be thinking of you. I'm thankful to you, thankful to our team. Thank you to my family and thank you to God for letting us have this beautiful platform that continues to grow. And I look forward to seeing you again on Monday. Bye for now.